Hey there, and welcome to Greenflower Nation, a show to explore and understand how cannabis is impacting our society today. I'm your host, Max Simon, the CEO of Greenflower, which is the leaders in cannabis education, and I'm a cannabis patient myself. And on today's episode, we're exploring cannabis for women. Why so many women are developing such a deep and meaningful relationship with this plant, what the doctors are saying about the types of women and conditions that are being best treated with cannabis, and we'll even talk about cannabis products that are being made specifically for women and how you can make sure you're getting the best. I really distinctly remember the moment when my father, who was a well-known neurologist and a closeted cannabis consumer, uh, told me that all the cannabis we consume comes from a female plant called sensimia, meaning the active ingredients that everybody wants to consume when they're consuming cannabis, like THC, which is what alters your mind, and CBD, which helps people with things like inflammation and anxiety and even spasticity, are all produced from the flowers that bloom specifically on the female plants. Turns out the males are just good for seeds and stalks. Go figure. But beyond the fact that all these plants that we want to consume are female, what's even more interesting is the millions of women today who are now using cannabis for healing and transformation, or even just as part of their daily wellness routines to experience new levels of balance, empowerment, and happiness. And I must say, their stories are so powerful. To kick off today's episode, we spoke with Dr. Janella Chin, who runs a medical practice in New York and California. She's actually been helping patients integrate medical cannabis into their treatment protocols since 2001. Dr. Chin travels the world speaking about the science and medicine of cannabis and is the author of a new book called Cannabis and CBD for Health and Wellness. What's interesting about Dr. Chin is that she's also a chronic pain patient herself. And after her doctors suggested opiate pain medications and steroids and epidurals and then surgery to fuse her spine, yikes, she ultimately found relief with cannabis. So I'd love to start, if you wouldn't mind, just sharing a moment of your personal story about how you found cannabis and the impact it's had on your life. Certainly. Um, so I was a patient before I became a physician. Um, when I was a teenager, I was diagnosed with a spinal disease called ankylosing spondylitis, or AS. Sounds scary. Essentially, your spine starts to fuse together. It literally crazy glues together. Mm. Um, and you lose extension and flexion and rotation. Mm. You have shooting nerve pain, uh, not to mention musculoskeletal pain. So in my younger years, of course, we tried conventional treatment, physical mm-hmm. therapy, water therapy, um, acupuncture, massage, medication, uh, injections. By the time I got to medical school, I used to wear this back brace, and I would pull it so tight. Um, I would actually have lesions on my skin um, from how tight I would pull the brace. And one day, one of my attendings stopped me and, and said, you know, what's going on? Why are you wearing this brace all the time? You could barely stand. And help me in the OR, you can't deliver these babies. And I explained to him that I I had AS. Mm. And really how disheartened I was, because here I was, med student, surrounded by hundreds of physicians, great medical minds, but no one could help me. Everyone, you know, was was basically giving me one prescription after another. 
And when the prescriptions didn't work, they said, well, why don't you try antidepressants? But, you know, there's just really no cure. There's really no long-term treatment for AS. It's just symptomatic relief. So hopeless. Yeah. This attending was a little bit different. He He's an HIV and AIDS specialist, and he was this sort of hippie-looking doctor from San Francisco. <laughs> of course. I did medical school in San Francisco. Um, and when I was in medical school, it was shortly after um, medical cannabis had legalized in California. So really, I was in the switchboard, you know, right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. And um, Dr. Levine said, hey, you know, pulled me aside and he, he handed me this little tincture bottle. He says, don't freak out. This is marijuana. Don't tell anyone that I'm giving you this, but <laughs> this is really, really going to help you. Uh, it helps my HIV and AIDS patients with their pain. Hmm. And... Of course, I freaked out. Um, I grew up in the Bronx. I grew up in a very traditional Chinese household where I was taught cannabis led to psychosis. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in the Bronx, you know, you, you know, for me being pre-med, I didn't really experiment with cannabis. Um, you know, I had my eye on the prize. I was pre-med. It was a linear path. So, um, but I knew I, I had to try something. So this was brand new to you. <laughs> brand new to me. Brand new. And I knew if I didn't try something, I would have to drop out of medical school. Mm. So what happened? Reluctantly, I tried. I did it over the weekend when I wasn't on call. Let's see, I probably took it like a Friday night. And by Monday morning, I knew it was working. Mm. It was the craziest thing. And he didn't call it CBD oil. He just said, you know, this is a different type of the plant, um, a different strain. He basically said it doesn't get you as high as other strains. Um you know, he just said, you know, give it a try. Get a couple drops under your tongue. And I remember it tasted so awful. It smelled so awful. It was like, it smelled like dog and wet grass. It was so thick. Um, but but I did it. You know, I, I kind of pinched my nose, took a few drops. And, and uh, so from then on, I actually made it a point to learn as much as I could about this crazy plant-based medicine mm-hmm. and figure out why did it work for me? Why didn't anything else work? You know, why, are he, why was Dr. Levine using it for his HIV and AIDS patients? And, um, and I integrated it as part of my, my healthcare practice. Amazing. I've been doing this for a long time. I didn't tell anyone. You know, as a young doctor, I didn't want to lose my license. Yeah, of course. But patients found me, and that led to a career in integrative medical cannabis. It's got to feel good now that that our society is embracing it in the way that it has, which I think is a perfect segue. You know, this episode is all about women. And I'd love to hear from you from being both a woman and a doctor who's treating women. What are the reasons why so many women are turning to cannabis? Like what's happening there? Women in particular, and women make a large part of my practice women come in and such as myself, you know, we are over medicated, we're over prescribed, you know, unfortunately about one in four women are being treated for a mental health condition. Hmm. And women, you know, if they're coming in for chronic pain, normally they end up, you know, if, if nothing else works, they, they're ended up prescribed an antidepressant. Antidepressants, right. So women really are looking at cannabis as a natural remedy. Uh, for their lifestyle. Uh, the three main things I see uh, when women come in to see me for integrative cannabis medicine is insomnia, anxiety, and chronic pain. And so how does cannabis help these women specifically dealing with these challenges? Cannabis is an anti-inflammatory um, and is a pain reliever, and it also decreases anxiety. So when you're looking at this 
medication that uh, this herbal medication remedy that can uh, potentially eliminate four to five prescription medications, right? So I can cut out the anti-anxiety medication, the sleep aid, the pain medication, and maybe the anti-constipation medication, right? Because pain medication will give you constipation. So I could eliminate four to five different prescription medications and just use this plant-based medicine first. Pretty incredible, really. And and so I know from our time at Green Flower as well that women are both interested but also quite nervous and quite afraid of cannabis, both because of reputational risk but also because of their fears of what it will do to their health and well-being. And so when you have women that are expressing those things to you as a doctor, how do you respond? A lot of times women are fearful only because they sort of are the crux of the whole family. They're taking care of children. They're taking care of their parents. So they're sort of that sandwich generation. Certainly taking care of the husbands, too. Let's not forget about us. <laughs> That's right. Husband, part, wife, partner. Um, so they're, they're, because they, they're sort of holding everything together, there's the fear of stigma. There's the fear of, you know, Will I lose control? Will I not be able to function with my head clear? And so what do you tell them? Absolutely. And so is it possible for women to consume cannabis and not deal with psychoactive effects at all, but still get the benefits? Yes. And that's discussed in great detail uh, through Green Flower, is that women can take a more CBD dominant formula and not receive the same uh, psychoactive effects as compared to a higher THC formula. What do you think is the biggest surprise that women experience when they start using cannabis therapeutically? The biggest surprise is really, I mean, getting a good night's sleep. <laughs> I would say that's like <laughs> the first immediate thing. Is like they call me the next morning, they're like, oh my God, this is what a good night's sleep feels like. I've been sleep deprived for decades. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes a good night's sleep will take, takes away pain. Like you, you ever have a really terrible night's sleep, you know, let's say, you know, a few days in a row, then all of a sudden your muscles start to ache mm-hmm. and you're just sore. Mm-hmm. And then you think, oh, I have back pain or I have neck pain, but it's really from the, the terrible night's just sleep fatigued. that the muscles start to contract. And so if you had one message for women listening to this podcast who, you know, may or may not be using cannabis, but are dealing with some challenges like pain and sleep or anxiety and depression, and they were open to considering cannabis, what would you say to them? Women can get educated. You know, they are already as a whole been very proactive and resourceful. That's our intuition. Um, I think women is, you know, we're we're determined to, to, to take control of our own health again. And to start by getting educated, um, you know, either through your resources um, and there's really other, you know, tons of great research out there. And then they can talk to their healthcare provider um, about introducing a more holistic or integrative, you know, way to their health, whether it's through cannabis medicine, nutrition, natural supplements or body work. Or all of the above. Or all the above. You know, it's this is sort of a, a all encompassing healthcare pathway. Uh, for body, mind, and spirit. So as more women turn to cannabis as a safer and oftentimes more effective natural solution for things like pain and anxiety and sleep and even depression, the next question that we inevitably get at Green Flower is, well, 
which products should I consume? And for the longest time, especially if it was women, those answers weren't great answers because most of the companies and the products were created by men and focused on men. But now in today's regulated marketplace where women-led companies and women entrepreneurs are able to really build brands and build products that are above board and serving this new audience, everything's changing. So to find out more about this innovative new cannabis products landscape, specifically when it comes to creating products for women, we spoke to one of the legends in the cannabis products marketplace. Maya Elizabeth is the co-founder of Whoopi and Maya, which is a cannabis products company that's in partnership with, yep, Whoopi Goldberg. And she's also the founder of Ohm Edibles, which is a legendary cannabis company here in Northern California. Both Whoopi and Maya and Ohm Edibles are female-owned and operated cannabis companies in Northern California that specialize in a variety of cannabis products, including things that have THC and CBD in them, but also in categories like edibles, tinctures, and topicals. As a side note, my wife absolutely loves their cannabis bath salts. So can I start with the obvious question that I'm sure everyone wants to know, which is, how did you start a cannabis company with Whoopi Goldberg? Well, Whoopi and Maya was actually Whoopi's idea. She realized that cannabis has been her ally and many women in her family's ally for a super long time. And there weren't really many choices out there for women on their monthly moon cycle. Um, because of that, she wanted to create options for women and realized there was this female crew in Northern California called Ohm Edibles that had a series of accolades and victories through high times. And that was about four years ago today. So I think a lot of women don't understand what products are you know, out there for other women when it comes to the cannabis space. So can you kind of break down at least the products that you find women are gravitating towards even just based on the lines that you have? Sure. You know, there's many different categories to choose from. You have edibles, which is something that you consume and ingest, and it has a very long-lasting effect. And that's really great for people who are dealing with heavy symptoms, are on an economic budget, or maybe can't be producing a off-smoke that lets their neighbors know that they're medicating <laughs> for discretion. There are tinctures, which are liquid medicinals that have been traditionally made with apple cider vinegar or alcohol those are liquid medicinals uh, that can be held under the tongue or added to any beverage or just plain eaten. After that, we get into kind of the topical zone, which are things that are used for external use. Um, topicals do not get you high. They are very effective for pain management and dermatological imbalances and also the future with this whole beauty thing coming up about the antioxidative powers. And then for me, um, there's another category. It's called hydrotherapy, and that's cannabis baths. So I'm very passionate about the cannabis bath category. When you submerge your whole body into water, it's naturally going into your colon, and as a female, your yoni as well. So this is a different type of consumption that goes straight into the bloodstream without a chance of a bad trip, but with a very noticeable mind-relaxing and then other than that, we're getting into the inhalables. You've got your hashes, concentrates, vapor pens, pre-rolls, flowers, 
vapors, smoking. So I think one of the biggest questions that we get when people, and in this case women, are looking for cannabis products is, well, give me some criteria so that I understand you know, what quality is and what I should look for, and then more importantly, what I should avoid. So what guidance would you give women when they're shopping for cannabis products? I love this question. I would give the same guidance that I would give to them if they were shopping in a grocery store. Flip it over and read the ingredients. Are there things that you can't pronounce? You know, are there organic ingredients? Everything in the legal market from a licensed retailer today has been lab tested. There's no way around it. You simply cannot participate unless you have your lab COA. So I would say get your stuff from a reputable source. Uh, Do your best to try a variety of products and do your own research. Start super slow and add more and build your own connection with cannabis and try everything with an open mind. I think a lot of women are pretty nervous or scared of cannabis because of all the, you know, misinformation that's been floated around for a long time. And, you know, at the same time, women are oftentimes the head of the household and they don't want to send the wrong message and all that kind of stuff. What do you say to women who are scared of cannabis? I would first say this, when we are born in this world, the very first thing to touch our mouth is an endocannabinoid. Endo means inside, phyto means plant. So cannabis contains phytocannabinoids and our body actually produces endocannabinoids and that's why we have these receptors all over our body. That endocannabinoid touches your mouth from your mother's colostrum which comes down before the milk and triggers your mind to eat or suckle and literally gives you the munchies. And you really could argue that it's your birthright. So as I've said a whole bunch of times, one of the most fascinating parts of running Green Flower, which is a cannabis education company, is that we're really reaching millions of people around the world with cannabis knowledge. And as we do that, Thousands upon thousands of people step forward to share their stories with us about how cannabis has made a profound impact in their life. And so when I was working on this episode specifically for women, I put the word out saying I wanted to hear from women about their stories with cannabis. And those stories came flooding in from women who tried to commit suicide because the pharmaceuticals were making her feel crazy and then replaced them 100% with cannabis, turned their lives around, and now run successful cannabis company, to a woman who used cannabis throughout her entire cancer treatment and literally felt like it brought her back from death to get through the chemo and get through the radiation and then ultimately to use cannabis to heal and transform, to even a mom who uses cannabis daily because it makes her more loving, more patient, more calm, and more kind. And ultimately, that helps her develop a deeper relationship with her family. But there was one story that really moved me. So I brought her into studio today so she could share it with you. My name is Kimberly Gamboa. In my 20s, I was diagnosed with something called endometriosis, which is a condition that Uh, makes your uterus during the time of your period actually shed on the exterior walls rather than the interior, causing scar tissue. And in my case, it also um, started happening on my intestines, Mm. which caused a lot of pain at that time. 
there wasn't a lot of research done on it. I don't think that there still is. This is not a curable condition. And I went to multiple doctors trying to figure it out. And you're told it's in your head or they give you medication and you're still in pain. And when you're in your 20s and this is happening, you kind of think you're going crazy. I know a lot of women who have dealt with this symptom and they just say it's so excruciatingly painful. Yes. I was trying to think on the way over here of how I could describe it. And it's literally like having the worst cramps of your life and then an open cut on the inside that you pour lemon juice in. It's quite painful. And when you have that kind of pain, you're willing to try anything or do anything to be out of pain. And luckily, um, when I was younger, I don't think that opiates, you know, this would have been like 15, 16 years ago. It wasn't so um, popular then to prescribe. So, you know, it was more the route of surgery. I had surgeries for it. Uh, I was... When I was in the hospital, I would have been on like morphine, but getting out, they were just kind of told me it's a condition you have to live with. And you're just dealing with this every month? Every month. And during sex, it's really painful. And imagine being in your 20s and Mm. you're trying to date. It it really was like life altering. Your whole life revolves around pain. And it happens during PMS. It happens during our mental cycle. It happens during sex. So pretty much my whole life was revolving around this form of pain. And it was coming back all the time. It was really causing me to not be able to have relationships. It was my whole life was about this pain. And I I wanted any form of relief I could get. And um, like I said, I had two surgeries. And the doctors just pretty much told me that it was something I had to live with. And this was all. I was going to Western doctors. I was going to an OBG. I was going to a gynecologist. I was seeing. I went to Chinese medicine. Just trying it all. Trying it all. And finally, I found a natural path who had asked me if I had ever tried cannabis. And I, I hadn't really for that. You know, I, I just always associated weed with pot smokers or Venice Beach or Rastas. <laughs> like, I didn't think about it medicinally at all. And so I was willing to try anything at that time. So she did recommend I got my medical card. We're fortunate enough here in California um, during that time to have the Prop 215 Act where it was you could go and get a medical card. So I was given that. But at that time, dispensaries are nothing like they are now. Uh, It was mostly flour, some edibles. And so I still had a lot of trouble finding the medicine. So she had actually recommended that I take trim and create a suppository myself Hmm. uh, using a crock pot, some flour, and coconut oil, which was also very hard to source at that time. It wasn't like as trendy as it is now. And so I would create my own suppositories in an ice cube tray and put them up there, which is a big mess. Very embarrassing. (laughs) Something you hide from everybody when you're in your 20s. I can't believe I'm saying this right now because it's really kind of embarrassing. This is what you had, I had to go through, but I did find relief. And then I started microdosing with edibles and all of a sudden I, I could, you know, have sex and I wouldn't have as much pain. And it was a big lifestyle change though, too, because when you're in that much pain, you do numb yourself in other ways. I was definitely using a lot of alcohol. I would eat a lot. I was just fulfilling myself in other ways. And I felt that when I found this newfound relief that I was drinking less, I was taking better care of my body. It was kind of like I could see the light coming up from the horizon all of a sudden. And so you're 
taking edibles every day, little bits of edibles every day, or just during the period where you were suffering? I would say as needed. I definitely have, uh, even though I've been using cannabis for now um, close to 16 years, I still have a pretty low tolerance. I've never really allowed myself to go over a threshold of too much. Um, I still like to be very in control of my situation. So at that time, edibles were really unpredictable. They're not nearly as weighed out as they are right now in California. So I I would take them sparingly. There were a few times that I definitely overdosed myself. And it would just be, I would I would not be capable of going out or driving. So it would just be as needed. So you start taking these edibles as needed. You continue with the suppositories. Mm-hmm. What happens to the symptoms? All of a sudden, instead of having the severe cramps, they were much more manageable. I could, you know, I could have a sex life again. I could, I would, didn't have as much fear around dating. Uh, cannabis also made it so I felt like I could be a little bit more social. I think it kind of took away some of that fear of constantly thinking about, oh, I'm going to get my period in the next couple of days. What if I get it early? Maybe I shouldn't go away for the weekend. Maybe I shouldn't go on a date during this time. And so I, it just created an environment for me where I didn't have as much fear around preparing myself for pain. And so I got a social life back and I really f- loved you know what it was doing for me but it was also kind of secretive it was kind of like a little shameful at the time that you're using cannabis and it wasn't like I was using it to smoke all the time I mean smoking was also something that really helped but I'm not a big fan of smoke at all I'm not a really big fan of the smell it's kind of something you want to hide from people that's why the edibles and suppositories were better Um, but over time the suppositories just became really messy and a pain to make so Luckily, um, I did find some topicals, and topicals are what I use almost daily now. So meaning you're just rubbing the cannabis oil Mm -hmm. on your body? Yeah, and now there's so many brands that are finding other herbs and things that they're mixing with it. So I used to have a whole process of using Arnica along with cannabis oil and then a heating pad. And I still sort of have the same routine, but now I'm using a little bit more transdermal patches that don't have to be right on the area. And now there's so many other companies, like I said, that are putting other herbal ingredients in there that also help with your optimal health and wellness, that the cannabis is kind of just like the painkiller. And also now that there's isolated CBD, it's a whole different game changer. How are your symptoms today? Like, are you still having these really terrible periods where you get taken out for a few days at a time? Uh, I would say that it's so rare. It, It does happen maybe once or twice a year. But actually, in the last year, I have not missed work because of a period and I think that a little bit of that has to do with now that I work for a cannabis company, I've accessed all this medicine I didn't know about. But prior to that, I would say at least every other month, I would have to take a day off just to stay home. Because if you do medicate, you know, I don't want to be driving or at the office. But now that I think about it, that's kind of impressive. I'm, I've been with the company for a year and to think I've never had a call out in the past year is pretty amazing. Yeah. How, how does it make you feel that it kind of sounds like you've gotten your social life back? Uh, it's great. I definitely don't worry about it so much anymore. I feel like I can be really open with it. Um, I feel like women we naturally like to share. And so it's really nice that after all these years, I feel like I can be open and tell my story and let people know that this worked for me. I don't know if it'll work for everybody, but cannabis also made it. So I wanted to have a complete lifestyle change. 
So what do we learn today? First, we learned that women all over the world, coming from a variety of different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different age ranges, and certainly dealing with different conditions, are using cannabis and experiencing profound results. We learned that companies are creating cannabis products specifically for women because that focus will allow it to not just have the ingredients and the packaging and the quality, but also to be used specifically for feminine conditions and feminine lifestyles. And we learned that sometimes cannabis can be a more effective treatment when Western medicine has failed them. But ultimately, you still need to take that leap of faith to get the proper guidance and wisdom and to seek the quality that you can trust. What I'm hoping you take away from today is the recognition first and foremost that cannabis truly can be so valuable to so many different women that are dealing with so many different life conditions. Sometimes people get sick and they need a substance like cannabis to make healing, coping, and or getting through it easier. But sometimes there are real ailments and conditions that cannabis can be instrumental in helping you to recover from and get back to a happy and healthy life. I'm also hoping that we continue to drop the narrative that cannabis is bad for society. When you're not educated and you don't understand not just the people, but the science and what's happening here, it's easy to fall back on the old rhetoric that still makes us feel very scared of this plant. But the truth is, the science, the stories, and the people are validating that this plant has the ability to be profoundly transformational, not just for our health and well-being, but for our industries and for our society. So now I'd love to turn this episode to you, our Greenflower Nation listeners. I'd love to know the stories and the ways this plant has either impacted you or the people in your life. So to share a little bit more about your own story, head on over to green-flower.com forward slash nation. Not only will you have a place to share more about you, but you can find additional resources to help you on your cannabis journey. And of course, if you like this episode, please rate, subscribe, and share with all your friends so that you don't miss a single episode. We'll see you next week when we continue to explore the impact cannabis is having on our society today.